reading is taken from Exodus chapter 21 to 23. We will be reading a few short passages from it, starting at chapter 21, verse 1 to 5. These are the laws you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years. But in the seventh year, he shall go free, without paying anything. If he comes alone, he is to go free alone. But if he has a wife when he comes, she is to go with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master, and only the man shall go free. But if the servant declares, I love my master and my wife and children and do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges. He shall take him to the door or the doorpost and pierce his ear with an awl. Then he will be his servant for life. Now we will continue from chapter 21, verse 12 to 18. Anyone who strikes a person with a fatal blow is to be put to death. However, if it is not done intentionally, but God lets it happen, they are to flee to a place I will designate. But if anyone schemes and kills someone deliberately, that person is to be taken from my altar and put to death. Anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. If people quarrel and one person hits another with a stone or with their fist, and the victim does not die but is confined to bed, the only one... The one who struck the blow will not be held liable if the other can get up and walk around outside with his staff. However, the guilty party must pay the injured person for any loss of time and see that the victim is completely healed. Uh, We will continue at chapter 21, verse 1 to 6. Whoever steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it must pay back five head of cattle for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. If a thief is caught breaking in at night and is struck a fatal blow, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. But if it happens after sunrise, the defender is guilty of bloodshed. Anyone who steals must certainly make restitution. But if they have nothing, they must be sold to pay for the theft. If the stolen animal is found alive in their possession, whether ox or donkey or sheep, they must pay back double. If anyone grazes their livestock in a field or vineyard and lets, them stray, and lets them stray and they graze in someone else's field, the offender must make restitution from the best of their own field or vineyard. If a fire breaks out and spreads into thorn bushes so that it burns shocks of grain or standing grain or the f- whole field, the one who started the fire must make restitution. Now we will continue from chapter 23, verse 1 to 9. Do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by, making, by being a malicious witness. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd, and do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to return it. If you see the donkey or of someone who hates you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you help them with it. Do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. Have nothing to do with a false charge, and do not put an innocent or honest person to death, for I will not acquit the guilty. 
Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds those who see and twists the words of innocence. Do not oppress a foreigner. You yourselves know how it feels to be foreigners, because you were foreigners in Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. All right. Thanks, Elvin, for reading. First time reading, and then this is a pretty weird passage. I'm sure many of you found this is weird, isn't it? Maybe you're here as a visitor, your very first time, and this is a rather strange passage. You were expecting some nice story about Jesus, and you get this. Um, For many Christians, they start reading the Bible, they come to these kind of chapters, and they stop. Uh, It's true. It's not our usual passage, but we believe the whole Bible is God's word to us, so we should listen to all of it, including chapters like this. At the same time, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, we didn't read this one, but this is, many people think, what does that mean? Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Uh, you read that in your quiet time. What am I supposed to do with this, right? Right now, in the, especially in the 21st century. Uh, this is three and a half thousand years old. Uh, don't forget that. This is very long time ago. And yet these laws are very important. This is about Israel when they became God's people. God had rescued them out of, Israel, out of Egypt, and they, he made them his own, and this is how they are to live. Uh, this is, uh, uh, yeah, he wants them to live as his people. And that is really important, I mean, partly because it is just right. If God is their Lord and creator, that they should live with him as they are God. They should live his way. But especially it, is, uh, it should be attractive. God's plan is for everyone to come to know him. And so he takes these people, gives them his laws, so that when they live exactly according to that, people will think, wow, and all these other countries where people are trying to live without God. And life is terrible. And you see this and people should think, wow, I want to live there. And in the shopping center, you pass the estate agent and you see all these pictures of nice new apartments. Come and live here. People should see people keeping these laws and think, wow, I want to live there. I want to know this God. I want to be there. That's quite something. Uh, it is what he wants uh, for us as Christians today as well. So why don't we pray about that as we get into the passage Father, thank you for Jesus making us your people. And thank you that you, you tell us how to live, that you want us to live lives, live lives in relationship with you that speak of you. I pray that uh, you would really speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, these laws. Now, instead of going through it detail by detail, I guess most of you wonder, what should I do with this? Let me talk for a few minutes. How should we read this? I guess laws are a limited picture of love. They are a a limited picture of love. Uh, I mean, we heard last week God's big command to love God and love your neighbor. Sounds good, but what does it mean to love? Uh, What is good? What is not good? We don't know, right? And so God, he makes it easier. Uh, He gives them instruction to help them. First of all, the Ten Commandments. Uh, That's... uh, is a bit of an expansion. Uh, How do you love your neighbor? Well, no murder, no stealing, no false witness, etc. But even then, 
that is not quite enough. Yeah? It doesn't really tell me what is murder, what is not murder, those things. And so he gives details that actually tell us, yeah, this is what it looks like. Uh, it's putting it into practice. Uh, do, not, do not bear false witness. What does that mean? Well, you heard chapter 23. Eh? Don't spread false reports. Don't side with the crowds. Don't take a bribe. Uh, those kind of things. Don't deny the justice to the poor, but don't favor them either. Those kind of things. It makes a lot of sense. In a way, they, they just all come from the Ten Commandments. Sometimes that's very clear. Uh, Deuteronomy has a lot of these chapters. I mean, you can look up these slides on the app, but uh, a large part of Deuteronomy just goes through them one by one. These chapters are a bit different. It's a bit more mixed up. But, uh, yeah, uh, just detailed laws, what it looks like in practice. And that's, yeah, we all do that. If you're a parent or a child, you know that. Uh, our children, they have to love their sisters. But what does that look like? Well, for example, if you wake up at 5 a.m., you want to play, but your sister maybe not. So, uh, rule, don't come out of your room until 6.30. Uh, that, that, that is love, because you love people by not waking them up. Uh, you may wonder, don't come out of your room out of 630, by 6.30. Oh, yeah, it's love. It makes sense. Uh, and it's more than detail. The thing is, just saying don't steal doesn't stop people stealing, right? And so you also need laws about what happens if people do steal? What happens if someone does murder? What is the penalty? What if it was an accident? What if it was self-defense? Yeah, we need to look at it uh, like that. So I, I hope that makes sense. You, you read this. It's just helping people love. And, you know, it's great that God gives this. He doesn't just say, okay, guys, go and love and leave us to it. He tells us in detail what it is. He tells us, uh, yeah, how to put it into practice for people who, like us, who don't know much. It's wonderful. God's grace. Of course, should we keep this literally as Christians? Uh, not directly. First of all, Christians, we're not under the law. This is their covenant, their agreement with God. We have a new covenant. Obedience doesn't quite have the same place. And the New Testament says we are free from the law. Christ is the end of the law. Now, Christians, we, we live by principle. We live by the principles behind it. I mean, in some ways we have to because, you know, it's a completely different situation that they have. And they were farmers living three and a half thousand years ago in the ancient Near East. Things were very different then. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, that's why it talks about oxen and donkeys and grain. That's not, uh, that's not how we live in Hong Kong these days, right? Uh, other things, that young goat, you want, why is that? Well, that, that is what local religions did. It's a way of saying don't follow other religions or their practices. If it was in China, God would have said don't burn paper money, that kind of thing. Right? But yeah, we, <laughs> we're in such a different situation, we, need, uh, we, we can't follow this exactly. Like if you want to love your colleagues in the office and you ask me, well, don't come out of your room before 6.30. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense, right? That is for a very different situation. Plus the fact that we are not a country. They were a country, all the people living together with their own laws. We live spread out across the world. But also, the most important reason, Jesus goes back to principles. Eh? How does Jesus do 
ethics. What does Jesus do? Does he come and say, okay, guys, you know those books, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, go and keep them? No. So, for example, the Pharisees came to him about divorce. Yeah, and they said, well, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And Jesus said, well, it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made a male and female. Uh, he says, yeah, that's because of sin. You're a bunch of sinners, and Moses tried to regulate that, uh, regulate divorce. But actually, that's not how life is meant to be. That's not how God made things. The principle, well, Genesis 1 and 2, male and female, joined into one flesh, etc. It goes back to principles. And the same with, uh, well, yeah, like this. Again, one of the commandments. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. It's not just about outward rules. Look, this is a principle that you honor marriage, which means your hearts and thought life as well. And the apostles do the same. Paul in Ephesians Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Uh, from stealing to giving, it's almost the, the opposite. And many laws are quite negative. It's preventing sin, preventing the opposite of love. But for us, we do the positive. We do, well, we, we try to live by love. I hope that makes sense. And actually, we can do that because we have the law on our hearts by the Spirit. So how does that, should that work? And basically, we can't just go from the laws straight to Christians. We, we, we shouldn't do that. We live by God's character, by love. But we can still learn from these things. They're still God's word to us. And they reflect the Ten Commandments. And we know the Ten Commandments, they're a picture of love. And so you go via love to us and then we can still learn from that i hope that makes sense there's still a lot i could say more uh, come and ask me if you have questions but that's how we should read them and just to say even though it's a limited picture they are an amazing picture of love this is really these chapters are an amazing picture of love now we don't think so because we're from the 21st century we come after 2,000 years of Christianity impacting the world. If you want to see this, you need to see this against the cultures around them at the time. So here's a, here's a verse. An owner who knocks out the tooth of a male or female slave must let the slave go free to compensate for the tooth. Now, it seems not very special. But this verse shows that slaves have rights. Owners can't just knock their teeth out. Slaves have rights. Most countries around them, slaves have no rights, uh, male or female. Uh, men and women are equally valuable in terms of life. Again, that is not in most cultures around them. This is really different. The only thing is, yeah, we have had Jesus principles for 2,000 years, and we think it's backwards. Back then, this was amazing. But yeah, I hope that makes sense. Well, then what does God want to tell us? Huh? Okay, we know how to interpret them. What is God telling us? Well, we should be, I hope you see that, a loving community. These laws show love, and we should be a loving community. What's interesting 
is that it is 90% love your neighbor. You read these chapters and almost all of it is about love your neighbor, commandments 6, 8, and 9. It's interesting, isn't it? You'd think, well, we want to live God's way. It's all about loving God. Most of it is loving your neighbor. Quite a surprise, isn't it? Though as we saw last week, loving your neighbor, of course, is loving God. God made your neighbor. And so one way you love God is by loving the things that he made and that he cares about. Uh, That is true. But also, if you think about it, we are usually with other people, isn't it? How much time do you spend alone with God? Not that much. Maybe you, have a, you can fit in a quiet time. Many people in Hong Kong struggle with that even. Most of your time you are with in your family, at work, on the MTR, everywhere there's other people. <laughs> and so a lot of your love, a lot of living God's way is seen in how you relate to other people. A loving community. And that's a challenge because we are... You know, we think, okay, my relationship with God, it's the Sunday service and the, my quiet times. And we sometimes keep it very separate from work and family and our neighborhoods. No. God says, I care about all your life. Everything. Uh, of course, these chapters is mainly one com- the, the, the community of believers. Uh, you'd think it's mainly uh, church, loving other Christians. That's true. To some extent, uh, this is, uh, yeah, believers. So certainly church should be like this. Uh, we talked about it in the winter last year, how church is about being a community. Uh, it's not just about you and God. It's about each other, which is why the church family weekend away is such a great opportunity. But at the same time, this is something we carry over into our the rest of our lives, isn't it? So... How does God want us to live then? If you read these chapters, what are some of the big themes that we see? What does it look like? Well, to reflect God. That's what they did. They had to reflect God. God's justice, God's compassion, etc. Well, one of them is uh, respect for life. Don't murder, respect for life. All those laws, well, if you kill someone, you get the death penalty. That is just, you don't do that. That's so serious. I think, uh, yeah, as Christians, we want to value all people. Men, women, children, the unborn. What is interesting is that there's also laws about slaves there. You want to kidnap someone and sell them. You don't kill them, but it's got the same penalty. It's equivalent to murdering them, taking away their life if you enslave them. I think here in Hong Kong, where we, so many people are exploited, that's quite a, a challenge, isn't it? Uh, one, I don't know, one family we know, they have three kids, and all three of them sleep together in one of those tiny bedrooms where I could touch the walls. And I, I thought they had a three-bedroom apartment. Well, no, we gave one bedroom to our helper. Because, you know, the, there is a helper room, but it is tiny concrete box, no window, no aircon. They thought that's, that's below human dignity. And so they, they gave their helper a bedroom. It's a great application, isn't it, of of respect for life. Um, What else? Respect for property. It's a big one. No stealing. It's really nice that if I forget my phone in church, I don't have to worry. No one will steal it. Again, that's not out in the world, isn't it? But as we saw, we need to go beyond it to generosity. And hence, it's followed by things like compassion. 
Uh, the, the widow, the orphan, the, fa- the, the alien, the disadvantaged. God has a real concern for them, real love for them. And that is what we should do. I guess as a church we're pretty good at that in many ways. It's certainly here within the church, isn't it? We've had some tragedies. People who need a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of practical help, like uh, the Chans, the Owens, and the church has really stepped in. And that's great to see. And again, it's, it's attractive, isn't it? Many people I know, the, yeah, uh, if something like that happens, many people who are not Christians, they, they see that and they think, wow, what do these people do? Uh, it is attractive to have such love for people, such generous giving of, of time and money to people who need it. Of course, there's always more we can do, especially for those outside. Uh, and what else? Justice. Uh, we saw that don't take bribes, don't, uh, yeah, don't, uh, what is it, don't spread uh, false rumors, don't side with the crowd. Uh, yeah, those kind of things. Equality before the law. We take it for granted. In, back then it was really new. The fact that you're rich and powerful doesn't mean you can do things that others can't. Uh, I don't know. Do you let your boss off when he does something wrong? Uh, do you say, well, he's the boss, he can do that? No, uh, sin is sin, no matter who commits it. And that is, yeah, it, it's not the world, right? The rich get a good lawyer, and they're fine. And the poor people surf, suffer. No, actually, rich or poor, you want to be just. You want to do what's right. Uh, again, yeah. Many applications. I mean, in that sense, this is a, a short talk. It's communion. Uh, read them. Think about them. Think about love. But that is what God wants, isn't it? He wants us to be a community that that shows such love to each other and around us. And isn't it beautiful? So many things that they did were different. And if we live different lives and show the world how great it is to be a Christian, so great it is to be back with the living God through Jesus, that is a wonderful thing. And I, I hope we want that. Yeah, because that is what God wants. He wants that we, we see true love, that they see true love, the people around us. But, of course, yeah, we are aware we are not like that. Uh, it is Communion Sunday. We are aware that we haven't lived like this. I mean, even the principles, we haven't kept those, I think. But if you read this through, have you always done that? It's a pretty low standard, but even then, if I lived back then, I should have been punished plenty of times. I don't think we've made the right picture. We have failed to be a good picture of God, I think. But God knew that, isn't it? God knew that we wouldn't be the perfect representation. What did God do? Well, he sent Jesus. If you want to see true love, you want to see perfect love, we should look at Jesus. It's good to look at the church. And if you're here as a visitor, I hope you will be here and think this is different from the world. And yet true love, look at Jesus. Read read one of the Gospels. See true compassion. See someone who truly loves all people. See someone who is truly just. And isn't Jesus then so attractive? Read one of the Gospels, and don't you think, wow, Jesus is amazing. I want to be with him.
Right? That's God's plan. True love is attractive. And, and, and we can see that now if we, as we have communion. Because you want to see this passage in action, we'll see the cross. When Jesus was crucified, when he died. Because all those things that are wrong here, we see them, right? You read the Gospels and you see how there are false reports and a false charge. We see rulers siding with the crowd. We see an innocent and honest person put to death. And we see broken laws. All these laws here, we see them broken as, as humanity crucifies the Son of God. And we read this and we see the penalty of the law, right? Of death. Those people deserve to die. We deserve to die because we do the same. But then we see Jesus dying. We see beautiful mercy and justice as Jesus takes the death we see here on himself out of his compassion for sinners like us uh, to fulfill God's justice as he takes the, just, the punishment for our sins. So as we see this chapter that seems so alien, let's see the cross. Right, let's see Jesus. And come here and say, yes, Jesus, I deserve punishment. But thank you that you took that for me in your beautiful love and justice. Thank you that you love me like that. And if you're a Christian, I hope this will make communion meaningful. But then love those around you. Love the other people that Jesus died for, your neighbors. And then take that love to your families. Great. Well, why don't we sing about Jesus' great love? Um, we're gonna, the music team's going to come up. We're going to sing how deep the Father's love for us. Uh, if, you're in spark, if you have children in sparklers, splash, or rainbows, please pick them up now. Because that's, uh, yeah, they, they, they will come back for communion. And this is also our offering song. So uh, the bags will go round. If you're a visitor, please let it pass by. We want you to... Uh, to receive, not to give, but for the church family. It's our time of offering. Great. Well, let's uh, stand and sing this great song about Jesus' love.